You are listening to a podcast of the Geek.io Media Network. For all of our shows and more, visit geek-io.net. And to help support the network, head over to patreon.com slash geek.io. Now for a lesson. Konbanwa, Anime Otaku Show Yokoso. Good evening. Welcome to the Anime Otaku Show. You may have heard these words before, but I'll teach you what they really mean. Remember, we will be discussing all episodes up to the ones we talk about tonight. Anata go supporter o kinishi nanara soyo. If you don't mind spoilers, welcome. Go beyond! Plus Ultra! Hello! I am here! And your kids are awake. <laughs> Please. I'm louder on oh, that. great. This guy's back. I thought you got rid of him, Raul. Um, you can never leave me. Kombawa! Minasan! This is episode number 19. No, 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 19. The Anime Otaku Show. I, of course, am the returning, the triumphant, the spectacular CJ. Please eat me. Boat. And joining me, of course, as always, into this magical world of anime, because Josh actually reads the script that I put out, even though I don't, is, of course, Josh, uh, skeletal me, uh, bomb bouquet, McGrath. Hi, I'm not hosting tonight, and it feels good. (laughs) (laughs) Carrie, it's an otaku's room, Wilcox. I just had ice cream, and that also feels good. I have ice cream right now. It is delicious, and it doesn't hurt my tummy. And of course, keeping us alive uh, alive and kicking is Ro Dazzling Garza. Hello. Naval laser, naval laser, naval laser. <laughs> uh, damn, it feels good to be back. It feels good to have you back, CJ. Yes. Um, damn, it feels good to be a gangster. What are we talking about tonight? Well, tonight on the Anime Otaku Show, we've got a short short form story for you. We are looking at My Hero Academia, Season 3, Episode 13, Moving Into Dorms, and Darling in the Bronx, Season 1, Episode 23, Darling in the Bronx, Season 1, Episode 23, Darling in the Bronx, Season 1, Episode 23. <laughs> oh my god, he, uh, he's, he's in a system he's in the loop. loop, oh god! But uh, yeah, two shows tonight, because everything else is ending. <laughs> ironic that the one show we have that's supposed to be super short is the one that justin can't be on right uh by the way congratulations justin we now know why he has to log off early because now he's having a baby Woohoo! baby carol it's gonna be adorable it will it'll have a funny but weird laugh and it'll log off halfway through a show hi I didn't think I wasn't going to poke at him. <laughs> we we expected CJ, don't worry. He, lo- he he wakes up 15 minutes before I do. Wait, what, Death by Mage? What? Babies are cool and sometimes delicious. Whoa. I mean, his uh, Justin's wife was posting on Facebook about adorable baby-colored Carol, or caramel-colored Carol, because... Uh, Carol no. white- well, he's white and she's Puerto Rican, so. Ah. I like caramel. There we go. Uh. 
That, that, that is fantastic, and I am actually heading over to Facebook right now to post that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll appreciate that. I'm glad. I'm glad I helped. Oh man. So I mean, let's go ahead and dive in. I guess. I mean, there's. I mean. So, do you have well, any thoughts before we dive into this? Do you have any thoughts of all the other shows that end it? Um, Magical Girl Ore was exactly what I wanted it to be. Like. I always felt there would be more underneath the surface than what we were getting, and I'm glad that there was. Um, we'll get to my thoughts about me catching up on Darling in the Franx here in a couple of moments. Um, I unironically enjoyed Ore from start to finish. Oh, yeah. Oh, me man. I did not see the twist that the manager was the villain. Um, I didn't either. Um, but I mean, I was saying from the beginning, uh, boyfriend, Sean's boyfriend is not the bad guy. So nailed I, it. I totally thought you were just shouting that to, to shout it. No, like it, it was, it felt like one of those shows. It's like, because obviously it's playing with tropes. It's obviously trying a little bit too hard to make it seem like he's the villain. So it was pretty obvious to me from the start that he wasn't. Like I, I honestly my, thought it was the fairy. I thought it was uh, what's his face? Kokoro-chan. Kokoro. Uh, my my, my thought was because they were spotlighting it so hard, they were trying to subvert the trope that spotlighting it so hard makes him the red herring that they were trying to flip it back around to where he was the bad guy. Exactly. What? I can see that. <laughs> they were they were subverting the trope by playing it straight. Ah. Is what we thought was happening. Oh, okay. I could see that. Um, the, the little gerbil fell off the wheel when Josh was explaining it. Food Wars was good. Um, it ended. I mean, it ended. <laughs> it felt like a mid-season ending. Because it was. They and... started the next arc. Yeah. Oh, did they? I haven't seen. I, I thought... well, no, she she means where they cut off was the start of another arc. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's an ongoing anime. Um, so Raul's also wrong about my hero. Stop saying you want my hero to end. You. No, it's not that I wanted to end. I wanted to. That is to... literally what you said. No, I wanted to have a complete story. Yeah, and you keep bringing up One Piece, and Carrie every time you do says that that's not how One Piece works. If you want something that says that, go to Bleach or Naruto. And I fucking love both of those. Quit saying you want my hero to end. Yeah. <laughs> what you need to say, see, uh, Raul, is that you don't want my hero to turn into Inuyasha, where it's literally the same thing over and over again. Inuyasha is a yes. great example of that. And oh, you guys that know my love good. for Inuyasha. <laughs> you guys know my love for Inuyasha. And yeah, it is 100% that. Yeah, that's what I don't want it to turn into. I don't want it to turn into what Naruto turned into in its last 20 seasons. Yeah. Whereas if it can do what what One Piece is doing, fucking go for it. I need to get back into One Piece. It's so, oh my god, it's so I, good. I, I, I was caught up for like several years. Like I was a manga reader for it for several years. And because my, I was always reading the big three. I was always reading Naruto, Bleach, and One Piece. And just like two of those three caught me. And I finished two of those three. And then there's One Piece. 
I think there's a uh, word that they might be doing another anime series of Bleach. Um, they haven't even finished Bleach. Like the uh, the final arc has not been animated. I was part. Of, I yeah, I almost said something I wasn't supposed to. Uh, hi, moving on. This is uh My Hero Academia. I yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, CJ, CJ. Yes. United States of Smash. Yeah, the United States of Smash. Oh, the the oh. ultimate move. Now, now, now you see why we were so hyped for this season. Yes, but stop. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, hello and fuck all manga readers. As I was see, you were so excited to record you, you even forgot to throw out your sass. My, my catchphrase, apparently. <laughs> you know, that phrase that I'm famous for. I like how also, you... Um... Leave, leave your stinky manga off of my precious snowflake anime show. <laughs> oh my god. And the, the, only one who about... the only one of you guys who did anything egregious was, isn't on this show, so I can't yell at him. Except for Justin, stop spoiling things about your manga. <laughs> I love the music that they used for All for One. Yes. The, the classical. Because. Felt like, yeah, the classical, but it felt like it was obviously ominous. Like, you are. This is a man of taste. And uh, also, all right. So, you want a little peek behind the curtain? Um, you can give us one whether we want it or not. Hold on. <laughs> um. The uh, I have uh, guys, the stream just died. I was uh, I was a manga reader for my hero, um, until I got to a point where time just wouldn't let me. Um, so I've known about All for One for a bit now. <laughs> um, and uh, just or Josh may have ran into a character in my home game that is very directly based on him. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... I mean, if, if if he wants to keep keeping the stuff on, bring it. I'll take. I'll use whatever he gives me. Um, but yeah. So like, I've known about uh, All for One for a while, and I fucking love it. Um, he's a he's a fantastic character, great villain. Like, I love my favorite kind of villain are lawful evil villains. Like, I have a set of rules. You can play my game, but it's going to be within my set of rules. And while he has Agents of Chaos working for him, he is not one. See, I, I like the lawful evil, and I like the chaotic neutrals. I like the Orochimarus. Yes. But I don't like chaotic evil so much. Yeah, and that's the reason why I, and I don't like him enough that I keep forgetting his name. Uh, face Palm. Uh, <laughs> oh, know. Shigaraki Tomura. Yeah, Shigaraki. Um, so, like, I don't like him. Like, I like Stain... Because I like that kind of, again, that's my kind of villain. Like, but yeah, chaotic evil is not my thing. And while he has parts a bit of, you know, trying to be all for one, like it just comes into, I want his, I want everybody to be equal. It comes out to be because I want to make everything insane. Yeah. So like his, his, I want everybody to be equal is not actually that. And I don't like that. Yeah, but we got something really great with that, however. Oh, yeah. With, 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 with the diabolical explanation from All for One. Oh, yeah. That's your, that's your predecessor's grandson. 
And I like that. That's not true. What are you talking about? That's absolutely something that I would do. <laughs> oh, and they tell the backstory and like they never knew her personally because she always separated it. Yeah. Personal and hero business. But that sh the only thing they knew is that to be able to be a hero, she put him up in for adoption. Yeah, because she, as the wielder of all for uh, one for all, um, just could not stand to have a personal life. And hey, look at all of what we know of All Might. Yeah, we know his name now. That's it. Yeah, and we know that he has a son who is not biologically his son. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> who he is going to chastise and like discipline more now properly properly yes be an actual proper guardian to teacher him. teacher he's he's a dad he's just absolutely dead but he's that dad who when, like when they are both hugging and crying on a beach yes. that, on the that, beach that's where it's your guardian that is dad tier when it yeah. when they're crying on the beach where it started yeah like it yeah that is not yeah that is not guardian that is absolutely you know um, and even Izuku's mom recognizes this. Yeah. I'm what surprised did we say? didn't get a, at that point, even if it is a anime add-in, like, uh, um, you know, his dad isn't around because he's always working or something along those lines. Like, I am honestly surprised we didn't get a shout to that. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I'm really wondering when slash if they're actually going to tell us where Mr. Midoriya is. <laughs> Well, because I because I remember reading about Midorino. and how it's so common in Japanese families that no one in Japan questions where the dad is in Pokemon games. Yeah, um, so I mean, th this felt like this honestly felt like a whole thing of you know a dad who's been working so much, and I can one thousand percent relate to this, working so much and so hard for the good. And, you know, it's obviously there's a point to it. And there's a good point to it. But realizing that he's been working too hard and working too much. And finally, that literally he can't work anymore. So he has to face reality. And this reality is this person who loves him and cares for him. And he realizes that he loves him and cares for him as well. Um, but yeah, the other great thing out of All for One, uh, after the fact that you know all might refuses to give in and fade away yeah the you know you remaining there will hold him back while he purposely let himself get taken down so that uh shigaraki would be forced to step up yeah he literally purposely invoked the older mentor going away trope yeah and he he even calls all might on it like that's not how that's supposed to go <laughs> Hi. Oh, um, can we talk about this episode that should have been filler, but it had so much more in it? This show this, does not have filler. It, this this show was this episode was not filler. I know, I, I know, but it seemed like it was because oh, it's just them moving in, they're having. Oh a no, fun this time. this felt absolutely the season premiere after last week's season finale. Like any other show, not even just anime, any other show would have had last week be a season finale, this week be the season premiere, mm -hmm. and. There being several weeks difference between the two of them. 
This was obviously the welcome back from our long break episode. And I'm glad there was no long break, except for me, who I missed like a month of freaking shows. Yeah. <laughs> um, moving to the dorms, they all move into the on-site dorms for more than one reason. Yeah. Because it's one, to keep them safe, to keep an eye on them. But it's also, we need to figure out who's leaking stuff. Yeah, who the hell is this mole? Do you think it's one of the students or one of the teachers? I would probably say one of the students. Um, the teachers, I mean, are all professional heroes. And this show, at least, does has not really shown a, you know... An incompetent pro. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um... I think it's been. I think it's a child who has been, you know, corrupted. One uh, A or B two or B one. Um, it's one A. This reason why coming after him. Okay. Um, and you know, it's not going to be somebody that you would expect, like Bakugo or even Todoroki. Like it's going to be fucking naval laser. It's not even going to be Ida. Like, or it's Minata. Uh, it. No, it's. I, I I know that's 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 too much of a easy grab. Yeah, this show plays with expectations, not obviously to the level that like Ore does, but like it plays with the tropes in the superhero genre enough to where it is obvious that there is a there's a, there's a mole obviously, and it's gonna be somebody that you love, but it is not like somebody that you expect. Like I, I mean, I would expect you know like I said, Naval Laser or Invisible Girl or, you know. She's got to be hiding something. Exactly. <laughs> the thing with it being the students, though, is that the the League of Villains has information that the students don't. Like, they don't know where the summer camp is, but the League of Villains are already showing up there. Tracking device, maybe? That's my thought. Like a tracking device, it could be electronically bugged somehow. There could be a technopath in the League of Villains. Yeah. Could, could there be someone unknowingly leaking? Or stuff? I don't know. There could be a villain who can create a duplicate of a of a of any given person and use their quirk. Deadpool is the uh, is, is the main villain. Deadpool last boss. Yeah, it could be that. It could be somebody with like dream manipulation. So when the principal goes to sleep, they just read the principal's dreams. Twice is the best. <laughs> Twice is fantastic. Uh, and then his dub is his dub is just the best. Like <laughs> I love I love the sub of him, but his dub is fantastic. Like... Oh, also, it's super sad. I understand why, but they had to go back to the uh, two week dub um, schedule. Uh, because their voice actors were being murdered trying to uh, record things at 2 a.m. after working all of their millions of other jobs. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, they start moving in and they and the girls come up. Let's have a contest and see whose room is the best or who's best at interior decorating. And the very first one on the list. Of course, the door is, is Nidorina. And, um, oh my god! <laughs> all of the All Might merch. The freaking mannequins with the costume replicas. My favorite is Sukuyomi's, though. <laughs> I'm sad. I'm sad we didn't get um, Bakugo's room. I think his is just gonna be like it might be like a little bit more heavy, heavy metally. 
but I think like his might just be a dumbed down ver- like a weird combination of uh, Sukuyomi's and Deku's I think my favorite was Todoroki's yeah it's an Asian theme how did you even do this I worked hard which is the most Japanese response <laughs> yeah. oh um, what's her name the creationist yeah, 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 these yeah, rooms yeah, are kind of small the, the, well, she mentions when they first get there that the entire room is the size of one of her closets. Yeah. <laughs> also, can we talk about um, everybody ditching Minato's room? Oh. Because <laughs> he starts acting like a little creep. And they're all, let's go upstairs. Yeah. Come in. No, we're good. <laughs> and how later on in the episode, after he tries going for Invisible Girl's panties, he's just being dragged along in a bundle of tape. Yes. <laughs> and no one, they, they don't point it out, but everyone knows who's in the tape. Oh, yeah. But then again, that, this, that's this show playing with your, you know, it would, any other anime would have been a, obviously, like, wrapping him up in tape and moving him along, like. And, like, all the girls' rooms, it's just like, okay, that fits your personality, yep. Pink, pink, and more pink. Yeah. I do like Earphone Jack's room. That was fantastic. Well, she's it's pretty uh, rocking. Uh, was she? Was it metal or was it just regular rock, like a rocker chick? She's a rocker chick. She's she's an instrument player. Yeah. Do you play all these instruments? Well, a little the basics. <laughs> a little bit, she says. I also love Ochako and was it was it Ashido wearing Ida's spare glasses? Yes. Yes. And again, it doesn't show them like making a big fuss out of taking them from the room. They just show up wearing them in one of the panels. Yeah, it's like, uh, why do you have so many glasses? Well, I'm expecting- I anticipate breaking them during our rigorous training. Oh, and then the... Uh, Suitsy, right? No. What? Uh, Suit? Drink? <laughs> Froggy. Sue? Sue. Do you chan? Just, just Sue. Sue. Sue you chan son. Sue Drink. Yeah. Did you guys notice that um, Ida called her Tsuyu chan kun? Yes. <laughs> because he can't just call her a, a a familiar name. He has to add a bunch of honorifics. Gotta on. be super formal. Um. Also, quick flashback, thinking of Bakugo, CJ. Yeah. Oh, my God! Bakugo's mom. Oh, my God! She was amazing! Uh, also, good job on using your teammates, Bakugo. Grabbing uh, Electro Dude, I forget his name, too. And just, I'm Kaminari. guessing, ramming his face into an ATM to get out money. <laughs> <laughs> so I love that he could pay back his bro. I and then what school. does what does the bro of all bros do? I bring it as a to dinner. Also, using a tweaked out Kaminari to break the tension in the class by yes. making everybody laugh. Oh my god, Bakugo is like he's he's not just I mean like he's not just Vegeta like no. <laughs> He's definitely Vegeta, but he's not just Vegeta. 
Oh my god. Um Yeah, like he's they they showed this at the beginning of the 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 whole series that he is a wild child, but he's starting to like he realizes that he is not the strongest in the world or even at the school. Yeah, and that's the thing is like his mom was saying he grew up being naturally gifted and having a really powerful quirk and so people kind of fawned over him. Yeah. Yeah. And, and she asked All a- Might and uh Eraserhead to actually like please teach my son. And I was so happy when you said that about my son at the press conference. This wouldn't happen if you were weren't so weak. Oh. Yeah, she, she literally told her son's teachers that her child is a little shit and please straighten him out. Yeah, man. <laughs> She's like, and that whole thing, I'm like, I tried, but you know, I mean, not, I mean, this is oh. my son. <laughs> Did, we, we didn't get everyone's, well, we couldn't get everyone's parents, but I really wish we could, we would have gotten, um, darkness. Oh, Tsukiyomi's parents. Yes, yeah, Tsukiyomi's parents. Uh, that would have been cool. Um, <laughs> Watch both because, of them. Yeah, be I like... want to see like I want to see his mom and dad just being regular ass humans. Because as I'm trying to describe these things to my children, like they're like, I don't understand him. I'm like, this in this world, he just woke up one day like that. Like he was just a normal ass guy, and then just poof was a bird. <laughs> I mean, he may have been born that way. There is a chance th- that happened. There is a chance. Yeah. I'm, I'm um, not sure when it is in relation, but we do eventually get a look at uh, Sue's full family, and they're all frog people. Yeah, was, he could be a weird bird hybrid person. Oh, man. So he, and... he may have literally just been born that way. Maybe it developed later, but there's a distinct possibility. Yeah. And then we get the scenes the consequences of their actions. Yeah, I would have expelled every single fucking one of you. Except for the three of you that obviously couldn't do anything wrong in this situation. Yep. But All Might's gone and we need heroes, so you're fucking lucky. <laughs> now let's have some energy. <laughs> yeah, right? How could we after that? And I love how he turns around and says it in his usual deadpan. Now let's have some energy. <laughs> now let's have some energy. Eraser's the best. I love him so much. He's such a fantastic character. He really does look and sound like he could not give two shits about his job, but he loves those kids more than anything. Oh, yeah. It is very obvious that he loves those children. And, like, but yeah, like, but he has to play the part. He has to play the I don't care part. Yeah. So fucking tired. Ugh. What are you tired of? Everything. <laughs> and then Froppy's conference, uh, conversation with the... Uh, oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm not very good at talking. I usually just say what comes to my uh, mind. And uh, That is why we love Sue. And I love that, you know, in a lot of other series, her trying to have stopped them would have made her a villain, would have made them all hate her, the you're wrong, you don't understand, what have you. But Hiroshima's response, and pretty much all of the group then echoes this, was thank you for trying to stop us. Yeah. Thank you for being honest. Yes, and they realized that 
our friends get hurt with, from our actions as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they know that they messed up, but they did the best thing that they could think of at the time. Yeah, and the, and they went into it knowing this is a shitty decision, but we feel like we don't have any other choice. Yeah, and just because it came out the best possible, uh, they know they ending. got lucky. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just because it's the best possible outcome, doesn't mean what they did wasn't wrong. Yeah. It, it wasn't a good decision, but it was the right one. And I I like that this series does that that you know these aren't flawless human beings just because they're superheroes yeah they they make mistakes they you know do things that they're not supposed to do they break rules you know what what like you know what like you just said back in the hospital just the, the whole thing about you know breaking the rules how can i still be a hero and they give you a lot to think about like that and it's real good yeah. and while we're on the subject of that scene, can we just have have a moment to stop and appreciate Sue's voice actress? Yeah. Right? Not only playing a crying character, which is hardy fucking enough, but to play a crying character who sounds like a frog when she cries because of her vocal tics. Yeah. Like, like God damn. That, that is a skilled voice actress right so there you said last week that my hero is not going not doing a mid-season right they're going straight no, through th this would have been their mid-season if anything it, it, it's going straight through to 26 episodes oh and Thank i goodness. cannot wait for next episode but just based on the preview alone like not not even just oh. you know manga pre-knowledge just that preview alone the let's preview. develop those special attacks yes you need a signature attack and i love it because they're showing them how to just not be a hero like oh you're just going to be superman fly in no you need pr you need this you need that you actually need to yeah because in this world like marketing is a skill like marketing you... yes you have to market yourself it's to the point that ua has a marketing department yes they actually they train... have a marketing uh track don't they like yeah that's what i'm saying like they have it's uh hero support general studies and like business basically marketing yeah yeah stuff. which they were part of the sports festival but uh, not really well i mean we, we got the highlight of that with uh hatsume yes the sports festival was her chance to market yeah. her creations gadget girl i love her character so much she is the best like i freaking love her because her court court is just super smart right no, her quirk is uh, basically like Hawk Vision. Oh, okay. She, she has like, if, if you look at her really closely, her arm, her eyes have targeting reticules on them. Oh, okay. So she's got like super zoom of it, basically. Oh, okay. Which normally would not be a very superhero power, but the fact that she can zoom in, analyze, and she yeah, uses she that. See, she can see fine details really easily, so that makes it really easier for her to do things like wire things, program things, yeah, figure out where where a piece of machinery is malfunctioning. But I like how they have everyone's unique. Everyone has their own personality, their own uh, drive. Oh, yeah, yeah. It is like this you don't series... have many people who are heroes just for being the sake of heroes. Yeah. Like and, in uh, this world where everybody is special, no one is special. 
Um, well, and on the flip side of the coin, you know, they talk about that, how, like, everybody has superpowers now, and now we're subject to super villains. Yeah. And so you could say that in a world where nobody's special because everybody's special, this group of people is special because they chose to be. They worked their asses off to develop their quirks to the point that they could become superheroes. And as we know that the hero league or the hero heroes are regulated. Yep. Yep. You have to be licensed. Yes. And even having like a, a even having a hero costume without being licensed as a hero is a crime. Yeah. And that's why they're trying to get them their provisionary ones where they can actually yeah basically apprentice heroes yes it, it's a learner's permit essentially you're working under the guidance of a licensed professional learning how to do the job like i'm licensed as an apprentice optician i'm not allowed to practice without a license with me but i still have that license hmm. <sighs> i think we pretty much uh punched out everything we could out of uh my hero yeah so then darling in the franks season one episode 23 darling in the franks season one episode 23 darling in the franks season yeah. one episode yeah. 23 carrie in, carrie yeah. in, in any other in any other series the the episode named after the series would be the end of it yep um so they they go in Lagondas, you guys. Suddenly aliens and there's a giant robot inside a giant robot in space. Kinda. <laughs> Suddenly aliens was like I, I was waiting for some shoe to drop. Like this show was obviously not like a um Kisniver where the conflict is people. Like, this show was an evolution of that and stuff that they've worked on and also not fully a Trigger solo series. Um, so, like, I was waiting for the other shoe to drop, and I'm like, oh, and all right then, aliens. Also, good job on giving a shout-out to a, uh, a transformation that we'd never see again. <laughs> Um, because I keep waiting for the kill the kill transformation to happen again, and it never does. Oh yeah, for the the uh, the whole turn red. Yeah. Um, for a second, that's what I thought was thought had happened when they were in space, and then I was like, oh no, just new equipment. Yeah. Um, so also, all right. I was crying like full blown, like the whole, you know the whole, you know, um, Kokoro and Mitsuru, like, pledging their love to each other again. Oh. Like, and everything going on. I'm crying my eyes all out. And then, a half-naked Zero-Two that is a giant woman! Hello! All I want to do is see you turn into Two. a giant, giant woman. woman. Giant woman. Oh, wearing my. a wedding dress. Oh, yes. And my. the bomb is the bouquet. Yep. And Josh pointed out after we watched the episode, 
all of the other Franks wearing their We're matching custom. outfits are the bridesmaids. Yep, they're all wearing. Oh, the uh, the red and blue. Yeah, and the red and blue jets, except for the nines. By the way, good job, little shit, on dying a little shit. I mean, yeah, I guess but I was... like he was going to die. He, I, I was supposed to feel something there, and I'm like, that's a little shit. Also, uh, you know, good job, uh, Hiro. Is is it cheating if you're fucking your lover's clone? Um, I, I'm more interested. I mean, he's all up in her right now. Oh yeah, he is. I'm more interested in uh, the one-line explanation we got of why Hiro can't connect with any other pistol. Yeah, you're too strong for everybody else, essentially. Yeah, he he was basically zero-twoing his partners. Yeah, so if he would have stayed with uh, Ichi, Ichigo. No, well, Naomi. even Ichigo, Naomi, he would have killed her, and he would have been miserable for it. But that's the reason why she was the one who was kicked out of the program and he wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, because that and also they wanted to study him more. No, that too. <sighs> Jesus Christ, this whole thing. And then they they leave Zero Two's body behind because they figure out that her mind is in Strelitzia Alfen? Alpen? Apath. Uh, yeah, the true The subtitle went a little screwy this episode. Yeah, they started calling it Apus instead of Apath. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I thought that was weird. I thought I was hearing things. And or then on them. on Earth, she turns to stone. Her physical body. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, and then well, she. I mean... The, the last remaining vestiges of her consciousness were reconnecting with Hero through Strelitzia. So the, the the few things that were holding that not human body together. Yeah, we're gone. Yeah, and then they finally come together and we get the true Strelitzia empath. True empath. True empath. In, in, its, in its wedding dress. Yes. And it, Giant it, it, woman. Interestingly enough, and so, uh, a nice little touch I kind of enjoyed, if if you look at this version of Zero Two, she is more mature. Yes. Yeah. She looks more like an adult woman instead of a teenage one. Or a 20-something. So, oh my god, this, this is like, when, um, when they're changing the rings, like, I kept the rings, and then they're just like, Oh my god! <laughs> when they're like, How dare you use my feelings against me?" Right? And she keeps saying, "You don't have to be responsible for this. I didn't ask you to. Just, you don't remember. We don't remember." And he's, he's like, "Just I don't because care. we don't remember doesn't mean we can't try again." Yes. Yeah. Oh my. We 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 had something, and just because we forgot it doesn't mean it's gone. I will call your name as many times as I need to. Yes. Oh my God. I don't know what love is, but I think this is it. And just, oh man. Whew. Yes. Yes, Carrie. Yeah. So we, we, this whole show for the most part has been that, you know, we need to lean on each other to survive the yeah. whole two birds leaning on each other. We've, we've beaten that dead horse quite a bit. They not really, it's not a dead horse. They moved on, but like we've, we've covered that quite a bit. 
And now we're on to the individual versus the collective. Yes. Just because we need to lean on each other to survive does not mean that we should assimilate and be all the same. It is our differences that make us stronger. It is our diversity that makes us come out on top. That's the story that's being told here. And that's the that's the representation that's why of the collective. Are what they are. Yeah, they're one entity. They're a hive mind. They're the board. Yeah. A hive mind of bland, endless pleasure. Yeah. Oh my god. Which is exactly what the adults experienced when they attained eternal life to the point that they forgot pretty much anything of their lives and just kind of sat around all day. And we saw how empty and deserted those cities were. We saw what kind of life they really led through Zorome and Dr. Franks's eyes. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, uh, he, Zero Two well, hated the city. His, his wannabe mom. You know, how many years, decades, or even centuries had it been? Well, not centuries, because timeline establishment hadn't been quite that long. But how many decades has it been since she had seen her partner? Yeah. He was he was receiving his dose of happiness, which is pretty much just uploading. I'm guessing his what he's doing to the verm is kind of what I took that as. Now that we know, what, what was it, quite possibly did Zero Two say that it was a dead city, like all the way back from like episode four or five? Mm -hmm. Like yeah. she she yep. hated the city because it just felt dead. Yeah, because it was it was stagnant. This is what happens when order wins out over chaos and shoves all the chaos out the window. Yeah, if nothing ever changes, nothing. If nothing ever changes, nothing ever grows. Nothing develops. Nothing evolves. Mm -hmm. This is the same thing we saw with the anti spirals in Gurren Lagan. They halted their own genetic development and became a bland, featureless hive mind that never changed and yeah too much chaos is a bad thing but so is too much order it's a balance you got to have both the yin and the yang yeah mm -hmm. and that's why they're going into you know hey we need to stick together to make it but in order for us to matter that we're sticking together we need to embrace what makes us special as individuals i do like hey now that we're all matching we have all matching uniforms we're a team now we've always been a team have we that, so that banter and then uh, and like everything behind it is just oh. this thing is gonna kill me when it ends oh and can we talk about nana and hachi being able to fly the klaxosaur ship yeah man and the thing and, and the great thing is it's like because dr franks invented all this tech and we know now that he was basically a klaxosaur otaku he designed all of this shit based on stuff that he stole from the Klaxosaurs, and that's why <laughs> that humanity can operate it. Um, and it's like, um, Hachi and, and Nana, it's like, go without me, I'm too hurt. No, you did not bring me all this way. <laughs> you did not get to tell me that after what you just told me. <laughs> it's like, no, we're going to do this together. Like we used to. And old Nana still kind of just hangs around smiling creepily at everything. Yeah, right. I like how they ditched her back on her. Yeah, just watch the kids. <laughs> she, she, she's like one of the, um, I forget what their name was, but back in uh, The Last Airbender, when they get to Boston Sing, she was one of those. Yes. I forget what they called them. 
but they they, they were like brainwashed uh, assistants. Yeah. But yeah, it was just. They they went to Lake Laogai. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they open a portal. The the Klaxus Sapiens they built a portal, a wormhole that takes them right to the main fleet of Verve. And they gonna get uh And they use uh, Mars's moons for it. <laughs> Judy, that was her name. Judy. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh uh, yeah. And uh and I'm like Holy, like when I saw it pop up, I thought it was a verm weapon. Yeah, me too. I thought it was like, oh, wait, they, they actually did something to the moons of. of yeah, Mars. I was hung up. I was too hung up on Giant Zero Two. <laughs> All I want to do is turn into. That was so weird. I'm just like, this is this is insanity. I don't like, I'm sitting here crying and I'm like, Tell me she's gonna turn into the ship. Tell me she's she's turning into the goddamn ship. This is so dumb, and I love it. Right, it, it's gonna be real interesting to see what they do with the next episode because we're gonna get one of two things. It's either going to be ridiculous final showdown, True Apath versus the world, basically. Well, True Apath versus the universe, essentially, considering how much Verm has assimilated, according to them. Or what I think is the more likely situation is going to happen. They made a promise to come back, but knowing the way the theory of relativity works and other such shenanigans and how Trigger likes to fuck with people. Everybody's going to be either old or it's going to be their descendants. Yes. And they're going to have a statue of like Zero Two and Hero. They've already got a statue of Zero Two. Yes. (laughs) That is true. That statue is still going to be standing there in a gorgeous garden field covered in moss. Yep. And they're going to run into the grandchild of Kokoro's and Mitsuru's baby. Yep. And then, of course, we're going to get all of the other ones, except for poor Futoshi, who's ne- who's going to die loveless. I don't know about that. Something's got to turn around for that poor boy. Yeah. <laughs> he has shit on this entire series. <laughs> entire series. It's just, he's so, his story is so sad. He's just... He's just fat, and everybody hates him. And... <laughs> yeah, like, because I want maybe what's her face Naomi to be like, "Hey, I always liked you. Oh, I always like. I I always thought you were you." <laughs> oh man! So his partner, which he loved, fell in love with another. Turned to the guy who we swore to God was gay as everything. Gay <laughs> and I I do love though that we see that Futoshi's love for Kokoro is real love. When he sees how happy she is with Mitsuru, he does everything in his power to keep them together. Yeah. Because he loves her and that's what's best for her. Because that's what you do for people when you're in love with them. Want the best for them, even if that best doesn't include you. Yes. Oh man. So yeah, yeah. This freaking last episode is just gonna be bonkers as shit, and I can't wait. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's either gonna end one of those two ways, or Trigger and A One is just gonna send us for a completely different loop. That's a possibility. 
Um, though, I mean, their finales have, like, they've always done this weird thing where they, like, just kind of punch you in the face for expecting anything halfway through the series. And the endings are usually pretty, like, Kisniver aside, <laughs> usually have a pretty status quo ending. I mean, Kill la Kill ends when she beats everybody, you know? Well, okay. Uh, uh, With the exception of the end of uh, Gurren Lagan, where, yeah, you get the ending, but then she dies halfway through. Uh, but, you know, there's that. Um, and then he turns into just a roaming bum, doesn't he? Yep. Like, no one knows his story at all Don't anymore. Don't you know who I am? Ah, never mind. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and, and didn't he choose that? Like, they were willing to have him basically be king of the world. And he's like, no, thanks. Yeah. That's not me. I'm just Simon the Digger. <laughs> Shimon. Shimon. Oh my god. This makes me want to go back and watch Kill a Kill and uh, Gurren Laga again. Man, it's worth it. I mean, it, it though, don't undersell freaking um, Kisniver. If you've never seen Kisniver, watch it. It is a trip and a half. Yeah, it is. Especially that, pink-haired Kamina. Yeah, yeah. Th and that show, like, that show gave me a new love and a new appreciation for series that make you think. Yeah, because this is, you think that this is a, we're going to take everything that you think and put it on its head. No, Kisniver is, that's the entire bit of that. Because you Kis would Kisniver is, how many episodes in a row can we balance the audience on their craniums? <laughs> right. And now we're going to spit them like tops. Because you would think that this would be a hugely, like, massive, punchy-punchy anime with all of, like, these powers and stuff going around. It, there's nothing. Like, nothing. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, everything that we first got when Darling in the Franks was announced, it was, oh, boy, Trigger's doing another mecha anime. I can't wait. Why are all the mechas sitting in the hangar? Get in the robot, Shinji. Fight the bad guys. And then we oh, don't no. care Fight when, the when Yeah, we, we don't care that they're not showing mech fights because the story and the relationships, oh my Because it's not actually a mecha anime. Yeah. But the issue is I have a feeling it's gonna end that way, because reasons. <laughs> not that it's a bad thing. But yeah, we are we are in full mecha anime mode. We are letting A1 now pull the uh, trigger. Ah. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you, CJ. I needed that. Um, Wait, there's three seasons of Kiss Sniper? Just one. Yeah, oh, just, just one. one. Okay, you got promotional video, Kiss Sniper, and then season three is the English dub. Okay. I'm, yeah, I'm I just... think they did weird crap with that. Um, Kiss Sniper was actually a really weird one. Um that I discovered when I was playing a uh, weeaboo-ass card game called Weisschwatz. Uh, oh, Weisschwatz. Yeah, I was real bad into that game, and then they announced Kisniver, and I'm like, what the fuck is this Kisniver show? And then I'm like, it's a trigger show. Oh, shit, it's a trigger show. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just... I, I, I just and, like I would the trigger can have that effect. Yeah, like, it, it is... I mean, it's one of those things, like, Western movie buffs, you know, oh, shit, it's a Scorsese film. I'm going to watch it regardless. You know, that kind of thing. 
oh shit, it's a Mel Brooks movie. I'm going to laugh my ass off. Yeah. Like trigger. And I'm so glad Carrie pitched the idea of doing the uh, trigger panel at Metrocon in at the, uh, the 19th of July. You should come visit us. Tampa, Florida. Study tickets on sale now. Um, like, never realizing like the depth of everything going in this until we started doing the show. Like I've always just loved, like I love kill a kill because of it being weird as fuck and also pretty people. Um, you know, I liked kids. I liked uh girl log on because row, I, row, fight the power. Yeah. Like it was, it was a, it was something that I could get behind and something I could get into. And like, and then Kisniver just blew everything that I possibly thought, like, completely away. Because I, this is before I really started thinking about, you know, in between thinking about, you know, what things actually could be in shows. Mm-hmm. And just kind of took Kisniver at what I thought was just going to be the face value of it. Which was, oh, yeah, these kids are have weird psycho powers. And then, like, they're going to fight. And then there's going to be a big evil because reasons. Nope. <laughs> Big evil is how fucked up we all are. <laughs> yeah, tri- Trigger is what basically... Trigger is a good thing. If you want to get into looking for metaphors and looking beneath what the obvious is, watch Trigger stuff. Yeah, and and that's one of those things, like, even, even non-anime fans, because, because aside from Kill la Kill... Uh, where they they pull out the anime tropes strictly because hey we want you to think that this is going to be a tropey anime. Um, and if you can get past that and realize that's what they're doing, uh, because I know there are some people who hate anime because of the tropes, uh, also because they haven't watched an anime since Speed Racer. Um, also, tropes are in everything. If you're going to hate something because there are tropes in it, you may as well not consume entertainment. Yeah, yeah. like every horror movie has tropes in it. Every drama has tropes. They're called tropes for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing is like tropes are not bad in and of themselves. Tropes are how we understand stories. They are how we know what is what should or should not happen. That's why plot twists work. That's why foreshadowing works. That's why narrative structure works. It's because of tropes. Now, granted, there are tropes that are overused and need to die. There are tropes that work better when they're subverted than when they're played straight. There are times when playing a trope straight is the plot twist. But tropes in and of themselves are not bad. Yeah, like, it's tropey as hell, but I love me a good uh, theme song power-up. Yeah. Yeah, and again, that is a tool that this storytellers use to signal to us that something is happening you watch zero two and hero doing their red transformation with the audio muted i guarantee you you're not going to be crying the way you are if you've got it turned all the way up to 11 right Uh, yeah i mean music plays an incredible part in anything because it sets the mood it gives you that feeling that the artists, the musicians, the writers want you to have. Yeah. And it's important that you understand that. Like, it's not, you know, you, you, you can't really 
just take these things and like not understand what the artist is wanting you to what what you're intended to feel and that's fine if you miss the intention like if you watch and listen to and again listen to them Kokoro and Mitsuru reprofessing their love for each other and going through all of that you know that may not be for you but you know you have to appreciate what the attempt was there and like it's it's something that's weird when people actively avoid those kind of things yeah and see the thing is it's it's okay to say i don't like xyz specific tropes yeah like i think fridging needs to die in a fire um but to say that you don't like tropes as a whole that's not that's not how this works well to be fair the person who i say you know hates anime because of anime tropes is also a racist homophobe but you know there's that bad combination yeah um and i'm waiting for dale to catch up with that one um but yeah uh also um talk about anime music uh oh yeah uh, Papa Shmo, yeah. Um, audio and everything like is important. Like video games is another thing about that. But you know, this is the anime otaku show, not gamer geeks. Um, normally, I wouldn't mind, but we're you know <laughs> trying to remain on topic somewhat. 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 Um, as much as we can remain on topic about anything. Yeah, yeah. and and then a half naked giant woman is going to show up. But yeah, like tropes, tropes are just basically the building blocks of a story. Yeah. And how you assemble them, how you subvert them, how you avert them sometimes, how you play them straight sometimes builds the narrative. Yeah. And yeah, so, like I said, some some of those building blocks can just go away forever for all I care. Like it's okay to not like the more cliche tropes. It's okay to have ones that just bother you, but... They're... Yeah, like okay, so using anime tropes as example, he keeps this particular person keeps bringing up basically the master Roshi, the perverted old guy, and you know that's fine not to like that trope. I don't particularly care for it either. It's the reason why I enjoyed the spin on Master Roshi that they gave him in Super. It it's not really okay to be like, oh, I hate all anime because every single anime is going to have this guy. In. I mean, that, that, that's part of the reason why I don't like Minata much in My Hero Academia is because he's basically Tiny Master Roshi. Yeah. Or uh, the, the Myoga, the flea guy in Inuyasha. Yes. Yeah. He, he exists to be a pervert, and that's about it. But I, I can't say, you know, I haven't watched Super start to finish, but I made it a point to try and watch, like, the important scenes everyone was talking about. And Master Roshi's fight with that bird dude... Was real. Ah, damn. Oh. Was real fucking good. Because like his power is like he's able to become as powerful as he needs to be, right? Yeah, and that's what the, the the lore is. Essentially, yeah. But man, but like he's finally. I mean, he has never stopped teaching his students until this moment. I am go on my students. Yeah. 
Kame style is always with you. Live well, eat well, play he, well. He even gets a compliment from Beerus. Beerus. What, was, what was that old man's name again? Like, I'm sorry, when, when the Cat of Destruction suddenly pays attention, right. you know you've done something extremely well. Oh, yeah. there's there's a there's a clever spin on the trope. The god of destruction is a cat, because cats destroy things. Yes, <laughs> and not just any cat, a fucking hairless one. Right? Did it just click on you, Raul, that it's he's a cat because cats are assholes and destroy things? Yes. <laughs> I mean, he, he is literally doing the universal version of knocking the glass off the table while you watch and tell him not to. Well, I mean, in, in Dragon Ball Super, uh, you can... I mean, the gods of the trucks are not supposed to be good or evil. Yeah, they they're are pure neutral. To, they're what? They're, they're true neutral. Yes. They're just supposed to clean up. They they are the force of entropy in the universe that we were just talking about that is needed. You you can't have just a one-sided force of creation, like just order, just setting things in place. If nothing ever – like if you look at a billiard table when everything's racked up, okay, it looks nice. Nothing's happening though. Yeah. Yeah, Beerus is the Beerus is the brush fire that clears out the dead growth for the next season to take life. Exactly. Yeah, but unfortunately he had been slacking. Well, yeah, because he's a cat. <laughs> yeah, and he had a uh, did he make a deal with like Frieza to like oh Frieza's destroying planets uh, that's fine. I, I, yeah. I can take a nap. And that's the thing is though, even though he's a god. He's still a living thing. Occasionally, you just get bored with your job. <laughs> yeah. And then he justifies it to Weiss by, oh, I'm delegating. <laughs> That's not a quote. I'm headcanoning there. I know. It's essentially what it was. Like, when they were talking about Frieza, like, yeah, I basically told him to do his thing. And he's uh, – the the assumption was, because I follow a bunch of dragon tubers, um that the assumption was that basically he was trying to train Frieza, especially now that we've got that point where mortals can become gods of destruction. He was training Frieza to become that. Um, obviously Frieza being Frieza that got out of control. Give someone an inch, they take a light year. Yeah. But I mean, if Frieza would, okay, this is like alternate yeah, universe. About this much. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, if alternate universe, if Frieza would have become a god of destruction, he probably would have lasted maybe a day or two before the Omni King came down and erased him. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Which we know he's not afraid to you do. You are a little enthusiastic there, buddy. <laughs> because we know, well, no, Whis would have probably whipped him into shape, right? Uh, I don't think Whis can do anything without the Omni King's permission. Like the Omni King or the Grand Priest would have came to him and been like, hey, that that guy, your your god of destruction's a little too much. Uh the the GP would have came to him first and be like, uh yeah, uh son, uh your asshole's being an asshole. Before my asshole comes down on him, you should stop him. Yeah, no no no. Wist would have kept him under control because Weiss. Weiss. 
Weiss. Drink. I don't have any more drink. Weiss. The angels are stronger than the gods of destruction. Thank you, Carrie. <laughs> yes, whiskey is stronger than beer. Ask anyone. Yeah. Oh. I, I see what you did there. No, that's kind of the that's kind of the point. All of the gods <laughs> gods of destruction are lesser liquid, lesser liquors. Oh, Toriyama. Yeah, yeah. He really uh, by liked... the way, Dragon Ball Heroes apparently is merely okay, but it's like a fifteen minute thing. Yeah, I heard about that. And only in Japan. Yeah, like only in Japan, right? No, it's on Funimation, I think. Isn't it? Or not Funimation, Crunchyroll. Since they're now pretty much the same thing. Yeah, well, yeah. Except for dub access. I thought it was. It might not be. The Dragon Tubers might be getting it through alternate means. Um, Yeah, probably. We don't um, use those means on this show. No, not at all. Uh, we Pro like XBN, one piece, and that's it. ProXBN.com. <laughs> use <Yeah>. Geek20. <laughs> well, I mean, I I don't use Crunchyroll or Funimation. I use Verve. Ooh, yeah. The Verve of this man. We're, we're fancy. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's... All right. So, yeah, we're going to not... We're, we're done talking about... Uh, yeah, we, we were trying to, like, Get the show not to be like just twenty minutes long. Uh, I mean, Add in the runtime. Yeah, but yeah, we we stayed on time. We only had two episodes, so we're like, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's. But I was going to talk to you about you know what you caught up on in the interim, you know. Yeah, you and know. that was a major thing. I'm glad we only had two episodes because I'm like, I kind of want to give my you know, it's not obviously going to be major, but I wanted to give at least my Twitter link post on, you know, what I thought of these. So I'm kind of glad yeah, that's going on. Yeah. So you were so to view it when you went on the plane, you uh, verbal allows you to download things offline. Uh, however, it's weirdly shenaniganery if you download it in America, where I have it legally. I don't have to do anything about it. And then I go over to Australia, and like once my phone geo snaps to that, and I get on Wi-Fi, I can no longer watch it. No, but you can re-download from Verb. Like, you can watch Verb again, right? No, it's not in Australia at all. Oh, at all. Oh. No, it, Verb is not available in your country. <laughs> and I completely forgot until I was on the plane with no Wi-Fi or anything that I could have used ProXPN because I have it on my phone because, hey, ProXPN.com, use Geek20 at checkout. You let you uh, get download a uh, nifty app where you can use ProXPN anywhere you go. Um for actually legitimate purposes like this, where I wanted to watch my goddamn anime and it wouldn't let me. That you paid for, but it was that not I a- paid for. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was weird. But like when I got back in the states, my Verve downloads were back. Like it, it said they were expired when I was in Australia, but when I got back, they were there. Like I didn't re-download them. <laughs> weird. Verve is smart. Yeah, it was real weird, and I was real pissed. Understandably so. Um, but yeah, it was yeah. Like I didn't get to watch any anime in Australia because apparently <laughs> all anime is illegal. Right. It's not like you're like what maybe a thousand miles away from Japan there, or is it more? Uh, yeah, that's about it. Like it's super close. Like there were several flights where I was going to be landing in Tokyo before taking off to LAX. Those were more expensive. 
<laughs> but I was wanting to do them merely because I could have said I was in Japan. <laughs> Sorry, Dale, can't leave. Yeah, uh, Rachel would probably would have to kept the leash on you to keep you in the airport. Uh, you assume like Rachel is not a really big otaku. <laughs> like, like I said, sorry, Dale, can't leave. We lost Rachel somewhere in Akihabara. She just hides it better than I do. <laughs> ah. <laughs> she's a higher functioning otaku. She is. I wear it on my sleeve. I'm not wearing an otaku shirt today. I was going to say, like I am. I was wearing my uh, Twin Star Exorcist shirt yesterday, and it still sounds me when people realize that I'm wearing a Twin Star Exorcist shirt. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love that show. Look down, I'm thinking of wearing a Voltron or a Power Ranger shirt. I'm wearing that. I'm like, you know what this is? <laughs> Meanwhile. Right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why Josh loves transformation, uh, mech transformations, right? I, I don't know where he gets it from. It is the weirdest damn thing, you know? I am. I want my... You know what show I love? Because I am obsessed with dinosaurs like Josh is with robots. I want, a, I want another, like, Dinosaur King show, like, that kind of thing. That I freaking love. Like, bring that, give me more Dinosaur King or bring me where people transform into dinosaurs and fight. Cause, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do we want to take right. this into the books? Yeah, I think that's about it, guys. Thanks so much for hanging out with us again. I really appreciate it. This was fun as always. I missed being here a lot. I missed you being here. <laughs> you were great, dude. You were fantastic. Uh, you're just saying that. No, I really enjoyed it. It was really well done. Thank you so much for taking over hosting while I was gone. And we enjoyed uh, your live tweeting of the shows. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, I'm going to pull up some of my live tweeting like I was busting jo Josh's chops about. <laughs> It, yeah, it was it was really well done. Like seriously, it was it was really great. Um, you guys did a really good job of covering everything. I I I got to kind of watch uh, catch up on my hero in the background because I already knew what was going on, because you guys did a fucking amazing job at it. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Even though it's in Japanese, because you know I I understand enough, but like yeah, I, I know what's going on right now because my friends told me that what was happening. Hold on. This is a very important thing I need to do. While you're scrolling, do you want me to read show titles? Uh, yeah. So we have United States of Smash, all of the All Might merch. I've worked really hard. I anticipate breaking all of them during our rigorous training. The drink count is over 9,000. Apprentice Hero, Darling in the Franks, episode 23-ception, ba-da-ba-da, drink. <laughs> Lesser Liquids. Whiskey is stronger than beer and illegal in Australia. This is my uh, sum of a couple episodes ago. <laughs> <laughs> Need a ring, Dick Deku. Drink! <laughs> oh. oh, my God. Yeah, so... Um. Um... Yeah, that, I, that was that was a very big wind-up for no payoff. <laughs> it's all good. Other than to make Josh go, oh, God damn it. What's, what's that? A very big wind-up for no payoff? I didn't realize we were going back to Junie Tyson. Oh. oh. God damn it, that show. <laughs> we had one episode of good. Yeah, the fuck? Um, so, we 
are going to be in Metrocon in uh, July 22nd. Or, no, 19th through 22nd. Uh, that is Metrocon in Tampa, Florida, Florida's largest anime convention. We have not one, but two panels right in a row, so you don't even need to get up. The Anime Otaku Show presents Studio Trigger, Subversion, Inspection, and Looking Beneath the Service. Service. Wow. Uh, anime track B panel room 25 drink because I said cervix. That is uh, Saturday, July 20th. Need to work on that delivery, CJ. <laughs> this is a laborious show. Uh, that is Saturday, July 21st, 2018, at the hour of 10 a.m. Following that is kind of this show, but over respecting of everything. Anime Otaku Show 27 and early 2018, anime in review. That is the hour of the 11 o'clock a.m. in uh, Anime Track B Panel, Room 25. Once again, we are right across. We are right across from the big room, and it's going to be fantastic. I can't freaking wait. <sighs> da, 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 da. Uh, you can email the show by going over to show it at geek-io.net. Make sure you put anime in the subject line. All of our social media exists. And it's certainly taken care of. All of our social media blink <laughs> drink <laughs> drink question mark no keep going <laughs> at slash geek io shows twitter facebook instagram snapchat um and i don't know i think i have like a hello i think was the thing for two minutes and i got slash geek io show on there and like i see random ass basically i am an entrepreneur and every time i see something pop up i buy i get slash geek io show on it uh, and also you can give us a call if you feel like doing that at 727-489-4335. That is 727-489-GEEK. You can support this show and everything that we do on the Geek.io network by heading over to patreon.com slash geek.io. And if you want to chat with us live, you can do that as well by going over to geek-io.net slash discord. And if you are a patron, you get discord only or no patron only rooms to hang out with us, influence the things that you love. Tell us what you like, what you don't like, and we'll fix it. Maybe. Um, yeah. Anything else? I think that's everything. Um, since we won't see you before the next one, you guys have a happy and safe 4th of July. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, uh, that is Wednesday here in the States. Um, there will be explosions. Hug your dogs. Get your uh, get your uh, lightning uh, thunder blankets out. Uh, Raul, that goes for you too. And we'll see you next time. Bye! Bye-bye! Oyasumi nasai! Hi, my name is Water Buffalo, and I hope you've enjoyed this VKO Media Network production. Copyright 2018, you see how that works? Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>